Welcome to the MLM You Decide podcast, a show created to equip you with the resources to make up your own mind about the topic of MLM network marketing. We are your hosts. I'm Laura Evans. And I'm Janine Finney, and we are passionate about bringing clarity to this subject. We get it. MLM is a polarizing issue. On one hand are the insider people who believe in the business model, the possibilities it presents, and are frustrated because others just don't see it. On the other side are the outsiders, skeptical of the promises, annoyed and offended that it keeps coming up. And in the middle are the people who really have no idea. Wherever you are, if you're trying to decide if MLM network marketing is for real, And even more importantly, if it could possibly be a fit for you, you've come to the right place. So today we are going to tackle one of the common misconceptions about MLM network marketing. Is this a pyramid? Yeah, we hear this a lot. And uh, usually a lot of times I think people are saying this and they don't mean a negative thing by it. You know, I think that they're saying, is it a pyramid? Because that's what they've heard, these type of compensation plans or people that are selling to other people. That's just what they've heard it called. And they don't necessarily mean something negative by it. But occasionally, people do mean something negative. They, they mean like an illegal Ponzi scheme pyramid. And one of the things that I'm so glad to address here with you, Janine, is what are the real definitions? So let's just start with the baseline of what are the actual definitions of these things. Uh, Pyramid, direct selling, network marketing, MLM. uh, What what do all these definitions mean? Well, first of all, I'm going to read to you what the definition of a pyramid means straight from the dictionary, different than the structure. We're not talking about the triangle structure. Um, That is one definition, but we're talking about Uh, when it's applied in this context. So a pyramid means a system of financial growth achieved by a small initial investment with subsequent investments being funded by unrealized profits as collateral. That's a Ponzi scheme. That is a system where you're putting money in, maybe not a lot at the beginning, and then you are funding the payments of the money out from future investments coming in. That is not what most companies in this industry do. Uh, Most companies in this industry have real products that have real value to consumers and are unique and patented and proprietary and you can't find them anywhere else. And people love using those products and to move those products through a distribution, instead of having a store like a brick and mortar store, the products are being moved person to person, person to person selling. So back in 1910, the definition of direct selling evolved. And not long after that, the Direct Selling Association Foundation was formed. And what direct selling meant was you had business to business selling, otherwise called B2B, and you had business to consumer selling. That's where you have a storefront. Remember, this is way before the internet. You had a storefront and you would sell to a customer, B2C. 
Well, then this was a little bit different because it was person to person selling and they didn't have a word for it. So they called it direct selling. And that's why you have the Direct Selling Association organization, which in Washington, D.C., protects the rights, the tax benefits, and all of those things, the, the ethics, enforces the ethics, promotes education around this business. Within Direct Selling, over the years, we've evolved into other nomenclature, such as um, Direct Selling Now is more commonly referred to as how you get paid that if you're direct selling, you only get paid on what you are directly selling yourself to someone else. And then MLM evolved. And MLM means multi-level marketing. That's what MLM is an acronym for. Multi-level marketing is not illegal. Multi-level marketing refers to how is someone being compensated for what they're selling? They are being compensated on multi-levels, multiple levels, not like direct selling in what you do yourself, but that you are compensated on what you start and who you share it with and the team that you build. And then network marketing evolved in the mix. And network marketing has, it really means that you are leveraging your network and you are marketing products or services to your network. Now, unfortunately, out on the internet, network marketing tends to mean, oh, it's people that a few are millionaires and everybody else doesn't make much money. Um, and that's kind of the slang definition of network marketing. Uh, and we're going to really explore those because I know you had some of those, those common concerns too, right? Um, go ahead, talk about your concerns. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you just touched upon something else. I think one of the challenges that we have in this profession is that we have focused on the people that are earning the rock star income at the very top, but we don't talk enough about all of the people that are, have replaced their, their corporate income and they're doing it from home so that they can be at home with their kids or whatever. So um, that's one of the challenges that kind of creates that perception. But yes, my perception and, and one of my biggest objections going into this was that I did sort of think it was a pyramid. I thought that the person that sponsored my daughter wanted to talk to me because she was uh, going to um, bring me into the business and I was going to be one of the ones doing all the work and she was going to kind of sit at the top and earn money from my efforts. And what I realized after I did my due diligence and really started to understand this business more is that you are able to pass your sponsor in income. And I used to think that it was all about position. It was all about who got in first. And I think that's why there's also this perception that you have to get in early. So only the people that have been in for 30 years, you know, if it's a, a 30 year old company are the ones that have any opportunity to make the high levels of income. And that's absolutely not the case. There are people that have been in the business 30 years and making a very small amount of money and people that have been in two years making almost as much as the people at the very top. So what I didn't understand is that this is a business where who sponsors you or when you get into the business doesn't matter. And so I think that whole pyramid um, concept comes from that positioning and timing kind of thing. The other thing that um, 
was interesting to me as I started to really understand this more is that the people that are so uh, against pyramids and they talk about, oh, this is one of those pyramid things, don't seem to realize that when you look at corporate America, um, that is really more of a pyramid type situation than network marketing. Because if you look at the structure of corporate America, there's one CEO that sits on top, there is a president, there are the next levels all the way down to the bottom levels of employees. And in that structure, the people at the bottom have absolutely no opportunity to be the CEO. And there can only be one CEO. There's only one person that sits at the top of a corporation. And with network marketing, there can be many people at the top level, the next level, all of the levels. I mean, it's really all a matter of what you decide to do with this. So um, I was really one of those people that was very confused about, about this. So I think it's an important thing to talk about. I love it. I love your passion. And I love that you were willing to be open-minded to do the research yourself. And I hope that's who's listening today. I hope that who's listening today is open-minded enough to say, what if what I've heard is not the whole story? What if there's more to it? And I love what you said about earning because I, there was a statistic that back in 2008 or when the last you know, economic crisis happened in the United States, that an extra $400 a month would have kept people from losing their homes. So many homes were foreclosed on at that time. And it's, it's very difficult to go out. I mean, how many extra jobs are you going to take? How much are you going to sacrifice and cut out of your budget? No vacations, no extras, getting into debt. You know, some point in time, an additional stream of income is a wise thing to do. And I love that we are now at a time where the gig economy has evolved as well. Uh, the gig economy, meaning um, Airbnb or being an Uber driver or a Lyft driver or just other side hustles that you can get involved in. And I believe that that is bringing, I know that that's bringing more except the younger generation acceptance level of what it is that we do. I want to share just a few statistics about this industry, direct selling, multi-level marketing, network marketing, the umbrella of legitimate businesses that function in person-to-person -person sales and distribution of products. Um, that industry here in the United States alone, and I like to use United States uh, percentages and information because if I use worldwide, worldwide is obviously much bigger, but people are like, oh, well, that's just somewhere else. So let's, let's not dismiss it. Let's talk about here in America, in the United States alone, each year, and most recently 2019, over $35 billion of sales happened in the direct selling, network marketing, multi-level marketing business, the industry. Over 6 million people considered themselves to be promoters or representatives who were referring other people to the products. And here's the thing, 85% of those 6 million were self-reported that they are part-time working less than 10 hours a week 
85% are working less than 10 hours a week. And that's what really gets me when people compare the income that you make at a job with what you're making in this business. And they use that to point to that doesn't work or it's not legal or only people at the top make money that it's just not a fair comparison. It's not a reasonable comparison. I mean, working 10 hours a week at something that you may not have skills or developed skills in, that you've got to set a reasonable expectation until your skills are developed, what you're going to get from that. So that, uh, that always strikes me. Over 37 million people in the United States buy products and services from a network marketing, multi-level marketing company. And they are happy with those products and services. 37 million. That's almost two out of every 10 people you encounter have a positive experience of buying products and services from one of these companies. So I just like those statistics. I want to just point one more thing out, two more things actually. 77% of Americans are interested 77% would claim that they are interested in entrepreneurial income earning opportunities. And what's exciting for me, Janine, is that 91% of Gen Z is interested in how can they earn some additional money on the side or be a full-time entrepreneur. 88% of millennials are interested. And I believe it's because of the gig economy, because they've seen it work. But the thing that makes us different is the gig economy um, and, and franchises or those things, they really do have a cost involved in them that if you change your mind, you can't recoup. But our industry is risk-free. I mean, the average cost to get involved as a, to be a distributor, a wellness partner in our industry is $82. That's the average cost. So it always drives me crazy when people say, I lost my house. You know, I, I became, I got involved with one of those companies and I lost my house. How did you do that over $82? Um, I mean, it's not a franchise where you pay $100,000 or $300,000 and you have no idea whether you're ever going to make that money back. And you have to take out loans and you've got to sell a lot of stuff to do that. If you're not making money and you're continuing to invest, you can't blame that on the company or the system. You've got to figure out what do you need to do to skill up or what has to change in order for that to work for you. Um, and, and in fact, even if you did join one of these companies and you lost money or you weren't happy with it, these companies have a 90% buyback rate where the gig economy and, um, and, and franchises, you don't get your money back. You take a risk in being in business and there's no way to, to get your money back. But these companies will give you 90% of what you paid back if you're not happy or you change your mind about it. So the risk is really low and the investment is low, the potential is really unlimited in terms of what you want to make of it, how much time, how much skill you bring to the table with it. Exactly. We could go off on all of those things. Mm -hmm. and for today, we're talking about the pyramid, is this a pyramid scheme? Hopefully we have addressed where that came from. And on future episodes, we will be covering other misconceptions. So thank you so much for joining us today. so much for taking the time to be with us. We hope you've gained some clarity from today's show. If you did, 
please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Because when you share it and drop a review, it helps other people find us and helps us get this message out. Please join us each week to hear from people who are in the trenches and have their own personal experience with this business. And if you'd like to learn more about this topic, subscribe to our show and visit our website. We'd also like to recommend two books co-authored by Janine Finney and her daughter, Lori Murhead, The Flip Flop CEO and Does the Shoe Fit? The Guide to Help You Decide. We invite you to join our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn communities as well. Be sure to tune in to our next episode because making a decision with only half the information could be the most expensive mistake you can make.